Wake up. Wake up. Get up. Yo, how y'all doing? I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're feeling well. I hope you're ready to get out there and get shit done. Yeah. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Thoughts by the Villa Out the Podcast. Hope everybody's having a good morning, uh, getting themselves together and ready for this day, start this week. I actually started my week off yesterday. Yeah, man, I went in and put in some hours yesterday because my daughter is uh, flying in tomorrow. So I want to go ahead and get my week started so that I could, um, you know, take off Tuesday, go pick her up and chill with her the rest of that day, man. So with that being said, man, keep in mind that the recording schedule and the releases of the shows may switch up a little bit this week for the next several weeks because it's family time. And, you know, family comes first, so she's going to get the majority of my attention, the lion's share of my attention while she's here. And I'll still drop you some episodes to keep this going. We're not going to quit. But, uh, man, <clears throat> over the weekend I watched, I got this new mic uh, pop filter on here. I'm trying to get used to it, maneuvering around it. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to take a look getting used to this. But over the weekend, I watched this, uh, uh, what was it called? They See Us, about the Central Park 6. If you don't know, let me get you up to speed right quick. The Central Park 6 was a group of young men, Central Park 5, I mean, was a group of young men who were accused of attacking and raping a, a jogger in Central Park back in, the, I think, like the 80s. Now, they were all underage men, young men, and were taken into police custody, questioned without their parents, and coerced into giving statements, admitting guilt of this crime, convicted, and spent the major- spent their whole, the rest of their youth incarcerated. So now, um, all of them have been exonerated since, and they, uh, they've received, I believe, a cash settlement from the courts from the injustices that were done to them. And now the um, there are people calling for the prosecutor, Linda Fairstein, to have all her books removed from every bookstore out there. Now that they're down to people are actually catching wind of the story. Now this is a story I knew about a while back. Uh, I have seen it on a couple of, uh, there were a couple of specials on TV that covered it. Um, the guys were on Vlad TV. Some of the guys were on Vlad TV telling their story. So I was kind of familiar with it, man. But I didn't I didn't actually finish watching it. I watched it a little bit, and I turned it off. And then I turned it on again, watched it a little bit, turned it back off. And the reason why I didn't finish was because, man, it really kind of pissed me off, you know, watching it. Because just to see the uh, reenactment of... Now I know some of this was probably uh, uh, was probably overemphasized a little bit for the sake of TV, but just seeing the way they were handled and see, I know that this for me this is not a um, this is not a just like a fairy tale story or something that I'm hearing the first time. I know that these things happen, and I'm gonna tell you why. Relax, let's go down this rabbit hole. Back when Young Deville Di was out there. 
there was a time where I was picked up uh, by the authorities, the police, and taken down to the headquarters. No, I was taken to the jail, actually. And this was when I was 16. I was just old enough to be to legally be arrested. I was taken down to the station and accused of a crime, and it was the same thing. They were telling me how uh, so-and-so said you did it. They've already told me that you did it, and you're going to— it's not fair for you to go down by yourself. You should tell and, and you know, so that everybody can get their punishment. And they're trying to put everything on you and they're saying you did everything. Blase, blase, blase. So this is something that hit me personally because I know they use these tactics on young minds to get them to, to trick them into saying whatever they want them to say. Now, and it's always followed up with, we'll be done. We'll get you home. We'll get you up out of here. As if they're now, number one, they're not letting you go <laughs> either way, whether you tip cooperate or not, they're not letting you go, but they want to put that in your head that you're gonna you're gonna go home if you say what we want you to say, you're gonna go home, but that's really not how it works now, luckily for young deville d i the two gentlemen who actually committed the crime confessed to committing the crime and uh told the told the authorities that I didn't have anything to do with it. So all of my stuff was dismissed and thrown away. And, you know, the people who actually were responsible for the crime were held accountable. I looked up because, you know, I could have ended up like these guys and spent years in prison behind those walls over something that I didn't do, you know, because you hit a second, you hit a a time where, you, you know, you start to panic and you start to panic and you start to get and be ready and willing to say, whatever you have to say to get out of there because you they created the illusion that they're going to let you go when the whole time they're not. So you get to talking, telling them what they want to hear, they're writing it down, and then you're signing your life away, and then boom, next thing you know, you're in prison. You never made it, you never made it out of that building from the moment you walked in. So that's why it, it bothered me because I, I've experienced somewhat some of that. Not to the extent that these young men did. I wasn't beat up or anything like that, but they were attempting to coerce me into saying things that were not necessarily true to what happened during the situation and my involvement with the situation. Whole time knowing, like, I don't know if the because we were all there at the same time. I don't know if the other guys confessed before or after they were talking to me. I couldn't tell you, but. Either way, they knew I didn't have anything to do with it. But they were still going to try to wrangle one more in there, you know, just to, I guess, round it up, round it out. I don't know why, why they was thinking that, but, yeah. And then the second thing that kind of touched me was uh, it made me think back to high school and after the football games. See, after the football games, we would we would walk home and we'd be in groups. Just like these guys, we'd be in a group of people, and we'd all be walking home. And, of course, amongst that group, there'll be little split-off groups of people that go in their own different ways. And it's like, dang, that, it was just more of an indicator that, like, dang, man, this is something that could have happened to you. It almost happened to you. But it was wild how, watching the docuseries, how, you know, when they're talking about the the, the statements that were given by the boys and the times and the places where they was like, none of this stuff matched. There was no physical evidence. None. The times didn't add up. The locations didn't add up. But they still found a way to get these young men convicted. 
And during this, Trump was involved too. He even he put out, I think, spent like a million dollars on an ad for the paper trying to bring back the death penalty, specifically for these boys who turned out to be innocent. You see how the world works out here, man. It's it's dangerous out here, man. Keep an eye on your kids, and teach your kids not to say nothing if they're picked up by the police. Especially you got you got underage kids, you know, teenagers. Teach them do not say nothing until you are there. It's not gonna help you. I actually spoke with, in the work that I do, I have a lot of communication with police officers and lawyers and so on and so forth. And I've actually had a lawyer tell me, excuse me, I've actually had a lawyer tell me that it is, it will not benefit you one bit to talk to the police during an interrogation without a lawyer. Because they tell you anything you say can and will be used against you. This man told me that you could go into an interrogation and 100% tell the truth and 100% be innocent, and they can still find a way to use your statement against you to get you convicted. It's like there is absolutely no reason that you should be talking with the police without a lawyer present. Now, I know there's some of y'all that'll say from the Peppermint Committee, hey, no. Uh, just cooperate, you know, everything's all good, and the lawyer's just trying to, you know, sell legal services, and he wants you to feel that way, so that you'll immediately call the lawyer, and he, and he can make money for it. But no, I believe, I wholeheartedly believe, because I, I do spend a lot of time in these type of situations, you know, with my career, and yeah, there's, and <laughs> I hate to be the one to say it, but I'm going to tell you people, in the case of being interviewed or interrogated, shut up. There's nothing you say gonna say that's gonna help you. Shut up. <laughs> Be quiet. Get you some counseling, and then come back and make your statement. It's not rude. You do not have to talk to people. You do not have to spill your guts just because you're being interrogated. Calm yourself down. Wait until your attorney shows up. State your case. It will help you out a whole lot more because um, that's just the way it works, man. I'm gonna leave that at that. Take a little short break, and I'll get right back with you. Yesterday, I realized that good coffee. I realized that one of the assignments I had was to take a personality test for some training that we're getting ready to have. This was a color code, I believe it was called color code personality test, something like that. So basically, it has you answer questions as to how you thought as a child. Like I can really remember. How I thought as a child now <laughs> and then there was a second set of questions I think it was like how would you react to these situations as a child something like that and then it, it breaks down gives you a personality type uh, white red orange no white red blue white red and blue I think but either or um, I ended up being a white personality type. Funny thing about it was my coworker kept uh, asking me a bunch of questions about this while I'm trying to do it. And and was only what was being nosy. 
and I feel halfway paying attention. So they thought that when I was saying the white, saying whites, they thought that I was talking about white people. So she got all up in arms to uh, start defending white people, and it was crazy because it wasn't even what I was talking about. It wasn't even what the test was talking about. So we had to clarify that. I just thought that was amusing. But, yeah, color code, the color code, that's what it was, the color code. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can if I can find some some information to read it off for you. Okay, it says, now this isn't from the, this is the test that I took, but this isn't my particular results that they sent me, but, um, because that's locked into the company uh, server. So I'm going to just, I'm going to read the white types. It says, the strengths, you are white, you are most agreeable and easily accommodated personality in the color code. You complement every personality, regardless of their differences in style. Your gentle nature and diplomacy wins you many loyal friends. You are often protected because the rest of the world sees you as kind, as a kind, good person that doesn't deserve to get beat up. Limitation: Whites often seem boring and uninvolved. A woman says to her white husband, "What would you like to do tonight, honey?" He has no clue. He's He's never known what he wanted to do. He's waiting for her to tell him where she wants to go or where she wants him to go and how she wants him to be. And then he'll go, and he'll be fine with that. White seat direction in that sense. So, what do I think about this? I think it's a load of crap. I think it's a load of crap. Yeah, man, I don't dig the whole... It's like, so, you're going to have... You're going to have me answer like 45, 50 questions and then tell me what my personality is like. Now, of course, there are certain things in there. I'm not going to sit here and act like nothing that they spoke of. Um, like I don't have any of those characteristics in my personality. Of course I do, but I still feel like it's just like a generalization type of thing where, you know, they, they throw this blanket on top of everybody and say, hey, you're white, you're like this. Because there's definitely a lot of things in there that are not me. So I'll say it's, you know, it's not completely accurate. But, you know, it is, it was entertaining to read. But, nah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hang my head on it and start walking around telling people I have a white personality type. Because I, <laughs> it wasn't enough, it wasn't spot on enough for me to say, yeah, that's my personality type. Now, I know there's people out here, there's so many different personality tests out here i know i can't remember the one i know it's not this one though that uh fried oreo talks about all the time if you haven't checked out this show go check out fried oreo pretty dope show pretty dope podcaster um very entertaining very opinionated you'll love it if you're not sensitive and don't easily get butt hurt but yeah i can't remember the uh personality thing test or whatever that he often talks about that he's really into it but this one here, you know, nah, I'm not, nah, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Like I said, it wasn't like it was just nothing in there was, you know, matched up with how I feel I am or how I know I am. It was just like, mm, 
could it really be that easy for you to tell me what my personality is like over the internet without ever nobody ever ever knowing me or engaging with me over some questions, some standardized questions that you've set out. That's like horoscopes with me. I don't dig the horoscopes either. I know it's a whole nother thing, but there's a lot of people who are really, really into horoscopes and it's like you take this generalization and say, hey, yeah, um, you're in the stars for you today. You're going to eat lunch. You never thought, oh, shit, that's so me. I'm so totally eating lunch right now when I read this. This is so me. Come on, man. Get out of here with that. But to each his own, man. Uh, there may be some better ones. I, won't, I, may, I, may, I may check out if I can go back a couple episodes or maybe I send him a message and Ask him, uh, you know, what's the test that he always talking about? And, or, yeah, I might ask him that and I can see. Then I can have it something. Then I'll have something I can compare it to. Because this is the only uh, personality test that I've ever taken, you know. So, maybe I'll, I'll ask him about that and get something I can compare the two to and see which one I feel is, you know, more accurate or, you know, more spot on. So let me tell y'all about my experience with Amazon right quick. So last week I ordered this pop filter and it's supposed to show up today actually. Today by the end of the day. But it was delivered Saturday. I went in, uh, was checking the status of my order. I told my stepdaughter, that, hey, if you hear UPS or outside, you know, get my package from the porch. So. I'm looking on the Amazon app, and it tells me that my package has been delivered. And they gave a picture. They took a picture. They give you a picture now. So I look outside, and I know I know I didn't. I really didn't leave the house Saturday. I was in the house the whole day Saturday. I had a pizza delivered. That was really the only time I went outside. But I know somebody would have saw this package, you know, because everybody else in the house was in and out of the house this weekend. And I look at the picture, and the... The ground, the concrete is red, and the concrete in front of my house is not red. It's just gray, regular concrete. So I'm like, dang, where does my package been delivered to? It wasn't here. Then I thought about it, and for some reason, our packages have been getting delivered to the mayor's house. See, I live directly across the street from the mayor of the city I live in. So I walk up the street a little bit so I can get a good look in his yard. And boom, there I see a package laying on the ground by his door. So I walk over there, grab my package, and I leave. And I'm always terrified when I had to go over there. Now, they've we've had several packages dropped off over there. And he knows that they put our packages over there sometimes. He actually asked my girl, why do they keep bringing our packages over there? We don't know. I mean, we address it right. The address is right here on the front of the house. But for some reason, they keep dropping off our packages across the street. And it always scares me when I have to go over there to get a package because just imagine seeing a guy leaving the mayor's house with a package in his hand. You know, in this day and age where so many people are, are going around stealing people's packages. And as we know, you know, for people of my hue, interactions with the police haven't been turning out too good lately. You know, I could end up getting shot over my own damn package. You know, the mayor's cool, but... That doesn't mean if an officer sees me leaving or some good Samaritan or one of his buddies see me leaving the yard with this package, they might take exception to it. So that always terrifies me. Get your shit together, Amazon, and put my packages on my porch. But, 
Y'all didn't come here for that. Y'all came here for some discipline. So that's what I'm going to give you today. Discipline for today, man. Look, there's no need to talk about, brag about, extend yourself in manners that you're really not wanting or willing to extend yourself. One thing I always tell people is, don't lie to me for no reason. Wait till I ask you something and then lie to me. I hate when people are like, yeah, man, I can help you with this. I can help you with that. Just hit me up. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. I can hook you up with this. And then it never comes through because they really never had any intentions on helping you anyway. Or they do not have the, they don't actually have the resources or the connections or the network to make things happen that they are saying. They just say it because it sounds good. There's a lot of people who are still in that, make it until you make it stage. There are a lot of people that are delusional about their status and their place in the world. And they will irritate the hell out of you. Stop. Stop. This I'm talking to you guys. Stop. Stop. We get it. We get it. You have to come to grips with the fact that you don't have things going on that you feel like you have going on. That's okay. That's okay. Just don't out here be voluntarily lying to people and telling us things, you know, selling us dreams and selling us hope of things that aren't going to happen, man. Keep it 100, like the kids say. Keep it 100. If you can't help, if I ask you something and you don't know, just say I don't know. Don't feed me no line of bullshit. If you ask you for your help and you can't help me, just let it be known. I don't know. I don't I don't know. I can't do nothing about it. I can't help you. Maybe I know somebody that can. You have to be disciplined enough to know your limitations and to not overextend yourself. Put yourself in positions where you can't come through and you knew you couldn't come through in the first place because what this does is diminish your character and now people stop believing you when you say things. Keep it 100. If you can help, help. If you can't help, don't say that you can help. Or say maybe I can help. I might be able to help. I don't know. Let me see. Let me figure it out. Because at the end of the day, it's like the boy who cried wolf. You can cry wolf so much to the point where the wolf can eat you in the middle of the village and nobody will blink an eye. Thank you all for tuning in, man. Thoughts about the field, the podcast. Remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated today. Either way, you made a difference, my friend. Now get out there and get shit done.